0: Despite what you've heard, Eric Dooley has not been fired as Southern's head football coach yet, but it does seem as if his departure is imminent. Oh yeah, it's Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off, it doesn't mean that the journey's over. just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S and ends with an S. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. And these days, every single new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager. And I get it. So make sure you go to LinkedIn.com slash college, and they can help you find the right people for your small business for free and fast. So remember that terms and conditions do apply. At the end of today's episode, we'll wrap up with it's kind of like my rooting reality T-shirt or hoodie I got on right now. You know, your story is waiting to be heard. And Gerard Wiltshire said, I know that. And he decided to issue a statement about Morehouse. After he was fired after eight months and it only makes the team in the school look even worse. Prior to that, Prairie View, they're the new lead in the SWAC West after Texas Southern knocked off Alcorn. And that was supposed to be our lead segment today. But the reason that it isn't is because a report has leaked that Eric Dooley and Southern have parted ways. Now I'm here to add a very important thing to that report. Allegedly, we believe, not yet official. I don't think that if you just got your news off of social media, you would be quite able to put that together. And that's no fault of anybody's at all. Um, Sometimes when you see this, like Eric Dooley's gone. Well, technically not yet. And you see a bunch of people who either question it, then you see a bunch of people who say it because the report came out that they were deciding to part ways. But it's important to say report A because you want to be accurate. But then B, is also important to know that things might not be the case. I do believe it is the case that it is imminent. But as of today, as I sit here right now, he has not been fired. They have not decided to part ways. They have not had a buyout. Anything of that nature. All right. So I just want to make sure that you have all of the facts in front of you. But I'll tell you what the information in front of me says, because I also have it on the source that this report is valid, that they are going to part ways. They just haven't done it yet. They haven't done it yet, but it does seem as if they are going to. Now it's a, it's a question of how soon. Because from what I have heard, Dooley had spoken to some administrators, had been informed that he wasn't going to be with them next year, and then he went and spoke to the team, and it was supposed to be a hush-hush situation. I'll take all of those things into consideration when I form what I think is going to happen. So what I believe is going to happen in this situation is Dooley is going to get fired after the season. And they'll probably say parted ways, but they'll part ways, right? You know, I I tend to try to say part ways a lot of times, depending on who the coach is. And I feel like Dooley is deserving of a part ways instead of a fire. But I think that'll wait until after the season. The only thing that makes me kind of nervous about that that prediction is maybe you've seen it's like, okay, well, the reports are out now. We might as well go ahead and get it done. But to me, when you fire a coach mid-season, first off, there is no parting ways mid-season. You are firing a coach. Midseason. It's only been two years for him, so there would have to be something extreme, and it hasn't been. And I understand that I come from Texas Southern, so the idea of making a SWAC championship to me is way bigger than somebody who is at Southern. But at the same time, it's two years. He made a SWAC championship. I think he at least deserves to, to finish the second year. I'm not sitting here saying that he deserves to. Coach out for five years or anything like that. I get this frustration. I get it. But for me, how I predict this is because reportedly, from what I heard, this was supposed to be a hush-hush situation. They likely weren't going to pull that trigger. And you look at it, A, it's only been two years. This was his dream job. Even if there's been a power struggle. Then you also have to look at the fact that he made a swag championship his first year. And most importantly, it's only one game left. He can't coach in the Bayou Classic. He can't finish one more game. I think that Eric Dooley is gone. It hasn't happened yet, but I do believe that it is going to happen. It's just a matter of time. You know, so I don't want to get too deep into this because it is still a report. This could not happen. Eric Dooley has came out and specifically said that he has not spoken to administrators. To leave that part out would be irresponsible, right? I'm not saying you can believe everything I'm not saying you can believe everything, but to say it like he's already gone. Not true. I have to approach it. Like, you know what? This is on the table. And I do believe it's going to happen. There's a lot of smoke. And I know a lot of Southern fans will be happy because they've been waiting. They've been irritated. They've been frustrated. Not only last year, but then, or excuse me, not only this year, but last year as well. There's been a lot of frustrations around Dooley, the lack of offensive production. You know, there's a lot of things to go to. I don't want to quite, dive into this because it hasn't happened yet and who knows maybe he's in a situation where they beat Grambling bad in the Bayou Classic and they put up a bunch of points and they say hey look what we can do I don't know I don't think that's likely but there's always a chance like I remember I remember man this was forever ago this was when Les Miles was at LSU and everybody knew Les Miles was done was Les Miles or was Coach O? It was one of those guys, but I think it was Les. I'm pretty sure it was Les. Everybody just knew, hey, Les is gone. He's out of here. And then they end up ending the game with or ending the season with a big win, and he ended up staying. They carried him off the field and everything. So it's a situation where until it's done, until it's official, I'm not diving all the way in there. I'm not doing a whole breakdown about Coach Dooley potentially being fired as if he is fired and then only for him to stay. I'm not doing that, but if he does get fired, we will come back to it. So let's move into our, what was supposed to be our lead segment, Dooley's Old School, because now Prairie View a without Dooley, is in the lead for the SWAC West, and it looks like if they can handle business, they'll be the SWAC West title, Uh, uh excuse me, SWAC West Divisional Champions, and they'll be in a SWAC Championship game. Let's look at that as we continue with Locked On HBCU. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked On HBCU, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. And I know we sit around, we laugh, we joke, we talk about serious things, lighthearted things. This is more so of the former. And this is one of the serious things when it comes to the Jace case, they want you to be prepared for anything. Doesn't matter if it's natural disasters or something you're dealing with in your own body, such as ED. So they seen on the uh, on JaceMedical.com, they have a year supply of these medications. So you don't have to worry about, oh, I got to go refill my prescription or I got to go pick up some more of this. Because the thing about the Jace case, it, it comes with five antibiotics that are meant to treat over 50 infections. That's so many situations that you couldn't think of that you're still prepared for it. Like that's the part. A lot of times people get into something, they go Google, they say, "Oh well, I need to get this." Go in the medicine cabinet, I don't have it. But well, with Jay's case, you got five antibiotics that hit so many of those situations. You don't have to worry about being unprepared. The only reason you'd be unprepared is if you didn't get the Jace case. So what do we need to do? Right? Y'all get it. You get it. But you go ahead and go to JaceMedical.com and you can get $20 off your first purchase. They're already at a at a better price than you're going to get them anywhere else. But with the code locked on, you'll get an extra $20 off. All you have to do is go to the website, JaceMedical.com, JaceMedical.com. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And remember, on Fridays, we'll have our college football kickoff live, which allows you to be a more informed college football fan and look at the biggest stories going around on the national level. But I want to look at our HBCUs because we had something big happen this past weekend. And that's prayer View A&M. After the results of the, what, the 12th and then also the 11th, because we had games on Sunday this week. What the heck? But after the results of all of that, Prairie View a is now in the lead for the SWAC West. And I'll accept your appreciations. I'll accept your gratitude. I'll accept your thank you notes that you're not going to send, because frankly, I wouldn't send them to you. However, Texas Southern knocking off all corners, the reason that PV is in the position that they are. We'll look at the game itself, and then also the ramifications of it, because PV versus, or excuse me, Texas Southern versus Alcorn, that was a game on a Sunday that stood alone. That was a game on a Sunday that stood alone. It was weird. I was like, why is this game at 2 o'clock on a Sunday? Don't y'all know the NFL is going, what is going on here? But I'll tell you this. It lived up to the building by the ramifications. In no way did I expect Texas Southern to come out there and win that game. And I did not expect Texas Southern to blow out Alcorn. I ain't going to sit here and lie to you. I ain't even going to sit here and lie to you because there's there's what I look like sitting here saying i was gonna do that i said many times i thought Alcorn was gonna win that game you know so it sets up a really good showdown for next week i'll give you that it sets up a really good showdown for next week that we'll get into as the week progresses but in that texas southern game ladarius owens not only became the all-time leading rusher in texas southern history to me he only furthered his resume for the swack offensive player of the year and i'm about ready to stop saying he deserves to be in the conversation and say that he should be the leader I genuinely believe that. I'm at the point where he's had another 200-yard game. If Ladarius Owens is not the Swack Offensive Player of the Year, there's no reason outside of team success that that is the case. Because as an individual, I think he has more than proved himself worthy of being the Swack Offensive Player of the Year. I've seen it. I've seen him go for over 200 against Southern. I've seen him go for over 200 against Alcorn. I've seen him have... What three over a hundred and yard, hundred yard games in a row. I don't actually, I don't know if he hasn't had a hundred yard game in over a month. I mean, over a month, might have had one. This guy is on a ridiculous run. He's going to, by far, be the first team all swag running back. We got to go ahead and test swag offensive player of the year to that. And I even had my guy, Jamel Williams. I mean, Jamel Williams, Jamel Matthews tell me that Jacob Williams. Isn't a running for defensive player of the year, and I've been I've been itching not to say it. But this guy has been he's he's been high in tackles for a loss all year. We're not gonna get into campaigning at this moment. Maybe we'll do that at another point. But when it comes to Ladarius Owens, I'm I'm done campaigning, I'm demanding, I'm telling you exactly where it stands. I was I was kind of if and maybe and conversation, hey, all of that, all of that uncertainty. It's out the window. I know exactly how I feel. Ladarius Owens, after everything he's done over the last month and a half, he should be the Swag Offensive Player of the Year. If he's not, blame TSU for not winning, right? But the ramifications of this TSU-Alcorn game, to be specific, that's about everything in the conference. It changes everything. And it's funny because this landscape ain't never going to stay the same. And this weekend was crazy for it. You had Howard overtake North Carolina Central. For the lead in the MIAC, now they look like the big dogs. You got, by the way, North Carolina Central didn't drop down too far, so I do believe the FCS playoffs are still on the horizon for them. When I recorded yesterday's episode, that hadn't been released by the time you heard yesterday's episode. It probably had been released, but neither here nor there. Howard took over for uh, uh, North Carolina Central. Fam, you's the only team, they out there in Tallahassee laughing to themselves, watching everybody else Fumble over each other and nothing stayed the same. Nothing has stayed the same. And this is one of the biggest changes in which Allcorn lost his game. And instead of controlling their own destiny, now PV controls their own destiny. Now Allcorn needs help in this next weekend of games. And they have to be careful because there's a couple of scenarios that I find very likely in which they do not make the SWAC championship game, honestly. So, um, this is just a, it's a crazy, it's a crazy situation. Um, but to be clear, why the power has shifted? Because Alcorn and PV are now tied. Alcorn and PV have now tied for the lead in the SWAC West, but PV won that head-to-head matchup. So that's why PV would have the tiebreaker victory. Um, yesterday, we looked at how Howard had the perfect weekend. Nobody had a better weekend than the Howard Bison. And I'd make an argument that nobody had a worse weekend than the Alcorn Braves. Because when you look at where they were coming into the weekend, the Braves sitting there like, okay, we have a chance to win the SWAC West. Clinch it up, not even have to worry about the last game versus Jackson State. That's what they're thinking. PV versus Southern, toss up. You versus Texas Southern, everybody thought you should have won that game, me included. So not only do you lose this game to TSU, Prairie View knocks off Southern. So now you need some help. In the next week. Now, not only does next week matter, you need some assistance. Simply beating Jackson State ain't enough. It would have been if you had beaten Texas Southern, but it's not. You come in with a chance to win the SWAC West, and you leave at a disadvantage, needing help to win the SWAC West. Who had a worse weekend w- weekend in Alcorn? Who did? I- I'm looking for it because I don't see it. You don't control your own destiny anymore. You could have won and still needed to win next week. That's fine. But because you lost, now you need to win next week and you need PV to lose to Alabama State. I'm not saying it's, it's out of the realm of possibility. It very well could happen. I could easily see that, that, um, that result happening over the weekend where Alcorn wins, PV loses completely. But dang, why you got to stress? And the games at the same time? It's a crazy turn of events, and a lot of it, or not even a lot of it, all of it, comes from Texas Southern knocking off Alcorn. So I'm looking here at the same amount of thank you notes that I'll have at the end of the week. So even without the thank you notes, i tell you, prayer of you a and begrudgingly, because I didn't want to help you. I'm glad we won, but I didn't want to help you. You're welcome. But as we move forward, Morehouse looks really bad. After Gerard Wilcher's firing, and after Wilcher's comments about the firing, The house looks terrible, and I'll break down why this is such a bad look as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn, and LinkedIn is the best tool for all small business owners because, you know, a lot of times you have turnover. That person left, this person left, this department is a little bit smaller and they're not moving the way you want them to move. And a lot of that is because you don't have the right people in those areas. That's done when it comes to LinkedIn. LinkedIn allows you to find these people's skill set, these people's resumes, these people, everything about them. And you can find it faster. And I know a lot of times people like, oh, I just don't have this. I don't have that. It's free. You ain't got to have nothing. You ain't got to have nothing but a laptop. You ain't got nothing but a computer. You ain't got to have nothing but a way to upload your job opening with the purple hashtag hiring frame and allow the over 800 million people to be able to have access to it. And I know that you have that if you're a small business owner. That's not asking for too much at all. So let's get into what it means for you. Faster hiring, more accurate hiring, mean you're going to have the best hires possible, and it's free. You're welcome. Go to LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Go to LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. As wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you making this your first listen of the day, every day, making it all the way to segment three. And I thank you two times for that. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Morehouse, you look bad. I'm to call my boy Kyle and say, hey, man, y'all looking bad at the house, bro. Y'all looking bad at the house. Because after firing Gerard Wiltshire, Wiltshire then put up a statement. And that statement made them look even worse. I thought that the firing after only a single season was bad enough. It was questionable enough. But when you see the statement that Wiltshire put up, it just took a bad situation down worse and worse. Every single paragraph, it gets worse and worse. It's a bunch of compliments followed by insults, insults followed by compliments. He's trying to dress up the fact that he's extremely frustrated. But I love Morehouse, the situation like I love the university, but the situation. No. I love the university, hate this situation. I'm going to express my frustrations. Now, let's look at the I did not want to read it. But as I'm reading and I'm like, man, I, I don't have a choice. I don't have any other choice. I got to read this. This is too much to, to summarize without you feeling exactly what he said. The first sentence, after a hard-fought eight months, my time has come to an end at my, at my alma mater, Morehouse College. Eight months? Eight months. This man was hired in 2023. He was fired in 2023. There is no reason that a coach should have only one year unless there are legal implications at play. and as far as i know there are no legal implications at play i don't care how much frustration you have with the administrators i don't care what your success level is one year that's ridiculous especially when you've been bad they've been bad so it's not like him coming in and being bad it's just out of the norm it's not like you were undefeated team and then you went winless one year is ridiculous i'm sorry that's and and, and, it, and it makes you look dysfunctional it makes you look untrustworthy This is an alum and you gave him one year. How can I trust that you'll give me any sort of a leash? I'm telling you, if I was a candidate, unless I just needed to be a head coach at this moment, I might even wait and say, I'll just see what's going on next year. Because I don't have to look deep into your past. I've seen how you did the last coach. And to me, that was vile. But let's continue because this is when he really gets the laying into Morehouse. Next one. Please know that I tried every day to uplift my beloved Morehouse. Statistically, we proved we improved in almost every category. We played a challenging schedule with only two home games. And even though we asked numerous times, we were not given the resources to have a strength and conditioning program. OK, first off, he said, I want to be very clear. I love this school and I tried to uplift it the best I could. Matter of fact, I think I did in this care, in this uh aspect, this aspect and this aspect. We improved everywhere. So he's he already telling you, look, I did this right here. So he's already establishing that I didn't deserve to be fired due to the progress I was making. He's already said that he's already established. It was slick, but I saw it. But then he says, I wasn't given any resources for a strength and conditioning program. And maybe you want to use the cash strap thing. Maybe you want to say that, OK, still got to get some sort of strength and conditioning. But all right. That's when you get to the next paragraph. And this next paragraph is the worst paragraph that Gerard Wiltshire had typed. This is this is terrible. Wilcher says, I was hired after the recruiting season and had no recruiting budget. However, the college has made the decision to no longer retain me rather than give us the support and resources we need in order to be successful. He said I'm not an exigent person. Food, shelter, water. That's all I'm asking for. And instead of giving me food, shelter, and water, you kicked me to the door. He was hired February 7th. National Signing Day was February 1st. Let's just say he got a few kids in a transfer portal through the spring. He ain't get a class. Gerard Wiltshire did not get a class at Morehouse. And no, I don't mean that he didn't get to see his class all the way through for four years. He didn't get to recruit anybody. He never saw a National Signing Day. He was hired in 2023, fired in 2023. Morehouse, you look bad unless something comes out and says that there was something legal going on, this is now a scandal. This is now a situation where I cannot trust you as a potential hire. I can't. I'm coming into this like, you didn't give Wiltshire, somebody who has been a part of your program before, somebody who is an alum of your school, you didn't give him any sort of leash. And it doesn't really seem like you gave him any proper resources either. What are you going to do to me? So let's get into the next part. He said, overall, I would like to thank my team who fought through so many adversities and never wavered in their belief. And although we were underfunded in scholarships, we were still able to retain the Big Cat trophy with a 35 to 21 win over Clark Atlanta University. He said, look, my team was fighting. They didn't give us not nothing diddly squat. They didn't give us anything to work with, but we made something happen. That's what he's saying. I appreciate you. This ain't even about your team. It's about the school. He made it very clear. This ain't about the team at all because we fought through a lot. We fought through a challenging home schedule or a challenging schedule period with very little home game. We fought through not being able to have a strength and conditioning program, no money for it. We fought through not having the scholarships. We were underfunded. We fought through everything, and we still were able to knock off Clark. I'm not trying to sit here and say you that Morehouse was great last year. They won one game. I'm not trying to say that at all. But he said, man, you got to give me some time to work, and then he closes it out. Dear old Morehouse, dear old Morehouse, we have pledged our lives to thee and will ever, yet yeah, ever, yet yeah, forever give ourselves in loyalty. Gerard A. Wiltshire. He said, Look, I love the school. And it just reinforms everything. I love Morehouse. But that situation at Morehouse, that's some crap. That's some crap. So I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. I had to read that and be, I guess, a little bit of Wiltshire's angry translator or whatnot. But I appreciate you for it. Tomorrow, unless we get some crazy news about Dooley, which I don't think we do. I don't think we do. But tomorrow, I'll look at the very real possibility that Grambling could win the SWAC West. Because not only should they not be discounted, we got to look at this as something serious. And we'll look at that as we are on tomorrow's episode of Locked on HBCU. But in the meantime, in between time, until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care. Stay blessed. Peace.